Steve Morton. He finds it. Good decision. Back to a five-point game. Braden Smith on the drive. Yes! Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Big Ten Network there with the call. PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. We're wrapping up hour number two. We are on Stadium. You can go to watchstadium.com to check us out over there. Continuing our Locketology talk. And uh, Noops, our guy, will join us at 5 o'clock Eastern time, start of the next hour. We're also on twitch.tv slash betql, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, series channel 160 and series XM 205 if you want to join us and listen along over there as well. But uh, Ken, over the break, you were telling me that you had a uh, question for me. I'm intrigued. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> well, I just, uh, we'll get back to like the bracket. We're kind of at the halfway point of uh, going through the bracket and we'll probably go a little faster through the next two regions just because of the amount of time we have left and want to do a couple other things. I definitely want to get your thoughts on some of the Saturday games coming up tomorrow. We'll start to get markets opening for those those games coming up, eh, like now, actually, the next 15 or 20 mm-hmm. minutes. But we, you went to break uh, last segment talking about Dayton in the, the region we just did, we don't have to talk about like the bracket or anything, but you mentioned that name, which that is, I'm sure we all have these. Like if you, if you, if you bet long enough, you have these schools that like immediately bring back terrible betting memories for you. Where like, you see them seated on the line and you just go like, Oh God, like, Oh, not, Oh, not again. Like, please, please no. And uh, everybody probably has a couple of schools that they're immediately thinking about where it's like, no, like not, not them. I'm not doing the same thing again. Um, Man, after last year, I feel like Gonzaga's becoming one of those for me because they beat UCLA. But Dayton, I think, is responsible. There are two schools that are actually the answer to this. And, and it might be in the same – it's actually in the same tournament, and it's back-to-back days. There are two schools that are responsible for not the most amount of money I've ever lost on the NCAA tournament. Like, that's not how I would think about it. Like, the most depressed I was to lose a bet in the NCAA tournament. Could it be for any amount of money? Like, so you bet $5 a game, and that's all you bet. Like, you're, you you lose, you're going to be depressed. Like, it's going to take it's gonna take a couple minutes to shake off that loss. Um, you know, and obviously, like, gamble responsibly, of course. But, like, we've all been there. Like, we've been on the opposite side of a, uh, somebody else's win is your, is your loss. Dayton is one of them. They, I got, like, they... They're like the thorn in my side from forever ago. So I used to be a really bad sports better because I didn't bet very often. And I would only do it when we would like go to Vegas for the NCAA tournament. And so I would do what I think a lot of people probably still do now, which is that on any day of the tournament, I would put together like all the favorite money lines that I thought would win and I would parlay them. And I would be like, all right, that, that one seed with that one seed with that two seed with that two seed. I put a time all together. Great. Pays like two to one. Awesome. How and it's the classic like how how can I lose? Like how can I do it? And this was you'll you might even remember the year better than I do. I want to say this was like 2013, one of those kind of years, like something about 10 years ago, when uh Archie Miller and Dayton made their run to the Elite Eight. Uh, and like they were like one of the surprise kind of like stories of the NCAA tournament. They went on this great run. They beat Syracuse in a Saturday, like second round game. Uh, Syracuse's best player was Tyler Ennis. People remember him. Mm-hmm. And so they played in this game. And so I had, I had put together like all the favorite money lines that day. I remember who the first game, like I remember the games that led into this oh, game. I remember. Yeah. yeah the first game was yeah. Aaron Craft, Ohio state. 
That was uh no, that was the first game Thursday. That was the same tournament though. That was the first game okay. Thursday. That was and that was that. Yes, that's their first opponent. But I I mean yes. like on that Saturday, like the Saturday mm. that didn't play, like when I took all the money lines, like where I had Syr- Syracuse was the last money line. Uh, Florida was the number one overall seed. That was like Wilbekin, Patrick Young, like those guys. They won. Right. Somebody at like Duke one or something, somebody like somebody who's always good. And then it was like, all right, like, here we go. Like Syracuse for everything. And was like, basically watched it like through my hands, like just like as, and it was just never good. I think Ennis missed a shot at the buzzer that would have sent the game to overtime or something. Like when I, whenever, and Dayton doesn't make the tournament that often. Sometimes they do. When I see them on the line, any, and any tournament they make, it's like this immediate emotional response of like, I remember how that felt. I remember like, and I didn't bet a lot. Like, you know, when I was back at home, I wasn't betting. So like when you don't bet and then you bet and you lose, like you, you know, like it's like a visceral thing. Like you're not used to how it feels. So like, it's not not something you encounter in your everyday life, putting money on something and then having it go the opposite way. Um, You know, it's just, it's just different. And I remember, I still remember how that felt like 12 years ago, whatever that was when, uh, when Dayton made that run, I was on the opposite side in like, and I was like, why did I even like Syracuse? I don't remember why I liked Syracuse. I was just like, ah, they'll win too. Throw, throw them in, (laughs) like whatever, no problem. Do you have a school that like break, like Dayton's Dayton and I have one other one too. Do you have a school where you're like, I always think about that bet when that school gets brought up? Missouri, always. Missouri, I had. I had them winning the title the year that they were the two seed with like the Pressies and yeah. Kim English and, all, and they lost yep. to Norfolk state. And from then on out, I'm like, they are dead to me. Cannot stand Missouri. So anytime last year when they were in the tournament playing Utah state fade, I'll take Utah state gladly. You know, if they, if yeah. they continue to beat me, then so be it. That's my team. I so vividly remember that Syracuse Dayton game, though, that you were talking about. I think the reason you liked it so much, maybe I'm just making this up, but that game was in like Buffalo or Albany. Like it was yeah, like a home game for, yeah. for Syracuse. It was like, how is Dayton, this 11 <laughs> seed out of Ohio, going to go to Buffalo? Where Buffalo. Syracuse yeah. is playing yeah. in front of 90% of their fans and they're going to lose. I remember that Dayton game and Ohio State too. Aaron Kraft, he went like the length yeah. of the floor and had like that a layup runner. that rolled like in and out. Yeah. It's funny. With the tournament though, Ken, more so I remember like the broadcasters. I have I feel like whenever Vern Lundquist called my first tournament game, it would always be bad for me. Like I always had a team that I would had go far in like the first three or four games of that Thursday, and Vern was always on the upset call of that game. He was on the call of Dayton and Ohio State. I had Ohio- Iowa State going to the final four of the year with George Niang when they lost to like UAB. Vern was on the oh, call for that one. One of the worst upsets ever. Like one of the worst oh upsets. People go back. I would invite people. That might uh that. So here's two things about here. There's a rabbit hole of a rabbit hole. So that game occurred in the same time window as another huge upset that gets talked about Baylor all the time. And Georgia and they happen State. To the yes. The RJ Hunter yes. shot oh, against Baylor I had occurred in the State same window. That one. Yes. That right. was awesome. That's that. And that's the, uh, that's the, what Brian Anderson had the call, right? Where it's like, Ron Hunter has fallen off his stool for good reason. <laughs> you know, just like completely ridiculous. And uh, for people who don't know, like R- RJ Hunter was like a pro level player. He ended up playing for the Celtics, makes a game winning shot. His dad was the coach and had like injured his knee and had to have a stool that he could like kneel on, <laughs> on the sideline while the game was going on. And they were in a, 
they so that Baylor Georgia State was was that a four thirteen also just like Iowa State was. UAB was it was yep. right because I remember being like yep. two fours are going to lose from the same conference yikes Big Twelve so the yeah and that was early window Thursday or Friday I don't remember which weekday but it was early window because it was like I, you, I remember talking to I was talking to my friends and we were like which one we we weren't sure both were going to lose we were like which one do you think is more likely to lose and we we both kind of like Georgia State too. That we were like yes, kind of they had they had, they had a couple right. kind yeah. of pro quality players and we didn't like Baylor very much and uh but Iowa State I would invite people to go find the box score for that game that like Georgia State like they make the shot right like R J Hunter he's like a pro top of the key I remember uh God what's the guy uh Steve Lapis is the is the analyst on the game yeah it was and Catalan, he's like I think it was the broadcaster yeah I said Brian Anderson I think you're right I think it was Catalan and uh. And Lapis is, but Lapis is the analyst and RJ Hunter is like, like Georgia state's coming up the court. And I remember he's like, guys, what are you doing? Take a shot. There's nine seconds left. I'm like, what are you doing? And RJ Hunter just pulls and everyone's like, oh, like it's unbelievable. And, uh, but I remember being like, which, which one do you think is going to win? But the UAB Iowa state game that you referenced, it goes on at the same time as that game with Niang is like one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched. The final score was like 50 to 48. I mean, it was really like RJ Hunter won a game. Like Baylor yeah. lost, but like RJ Hunter won a game. UAB didn't win that game. <laughs> like like the game the game just stopped at the end of 40 minutes. Like no one won. It was terrible. It was one of the worst games. Iowa State missed like every three. Uh, that's funny that that's like one of the first games that came up for you. So I'm telling you though, Vern, and it just for whatever reason, I feel like anytime I had equity in a team going deep in the tournament, he would always be on the call for their upset in the first round. And again, you talk about teams that kind of get hot at the right time, like Iowa State won the Big Twelve, and they were another one of those teams in an early exit. That uh, maybe another team in this region could fit that potential profile as we go to D-Gen Corner. Purdue is the one seed going up against Fairfield. 8-9 matchup of TCU and Boise State. My favorite first-round matchup of this mock bracket that Ken made is in this region with Kentucky-Princeton in the 5-12. To me, this is what college basketball is just all about. It's the pros of Kentucky versus like the Ivy Leaguers of Princeton, and I would bet Princeton plus 6.5 in and Moneyline, Ken, and it would be one of my biggest bets of the first round. We can dive into that game. Creighton against App State, 4-13. St. Mary's against the winner of Seton Hall and Wake in the 6-11. Iowa State, oddly enough, in the 3-14 against Louisiana Tech. What could go wrong? Utah State against Florida. Florida Atlantic in the 7-10, and then North Carolina, the two-seed against Oakland. Uh, I want to save Kentucky for the 520 yeah, segment sure. after we talk about noops because I'm I'm sure we'll get into them a bunch. Purdue, we talked a ton about um last time. We kind of have the same feelings about them. North Carolina and Iowa State, I think, are really intriguing, Ken. Like two, three seeds. Both both teams kind of feel like people have opinions towards both of them, whether good or bad. It, it, again, it feels like they're in like that Creighton kind of ilk with Tennessee of like, yeah, like they, they do certain things really well, but it's like, mm, can you get there with either team? Um, do you feel that way with either or Iowa State and uh, North Carolina? I think, uh, I think I think about both teams differently. Iowa State okay. can have a remarkable season 
but I will never view them as a winner, like a team that can win the tournament. <clears throat> they can win. They can win four games. They can have a great run. Probably just not talented enough and not like complete enough to win six. Carolina can win six. They just haven't shown it yet. <laughs> like, that, like I need a little more here in the next couple of weeks. I think they are a potential champion. The profile just kind of doesn't look like it so far. It's a, it could, they're they're close, but they're not there yet. Really, really interesting region that we will get back to. Kicking off hour three, five o'clock Eastern. Our guy Noops, betting analyst for Bet USA NBA and host of Hoops with Noops, going to join us next. You better, you bet. Presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ken Barkley. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.